Face the Music, a pre-yellow song-by-song podcast, is sponsored by fine Patreoners like Martin Cabell. This is Face the Music, a pre-yellow song-by-song podcast. Episode negative zero seven five. Here we go round the lemon tree. Around the Lemon Tree was recorded on March 23, 1967 at the Advision Sound Studios in London. It was released as the B-side of Flowers in the Rain on August 25, 1967 and was the third track on the band's first album, Move, which was released in the spring of 1968. An entry at songfacts.com describes the tune as A rather strange story. Our hero is smitten by a young lady in a silver bikini who dances around a lemon tree. By her toneless singing, he wants desperately to meet her. So he puts on bright green underpants, waits by her window, and creeps in to see her. His plan seems to work, as by the end of the song, they are dancing together, singing sweetly. There was something different about her, something that made her stand out from the rest. As I stood next to her, I detected the subtle odor of Lemon. Hi, I'm Eric Winsenson. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. We are going to go round the lemon tree and make cider from the lemons, which probably wasn't a good idea because suddenly you're throwing rocks at women and showing up in their bedroom in your bright green underpants. Um, yeah, yeah. When I heard lemon <laughs> cider, I'm thinking lemons are pretty tart to start with. And then you turn them into cider and I think that would just make your whole head pucker if you took a sip of lemon cider. <laughs> anyway, I've heard the song once. It's the flip side of Flowers in the Rain, at least the U.S. version. Mm-hmm. And so I took a listen to it at once, and I think I went, oh, it's okay. I really like it, especially the chorus when it starts going off on the little keyboard part. Yeah, I sound like a leaping gnome. <laughs> Not Eric Burden's leaping gnome, but another different type, maybe a laughing gnome. This is going to be Bowie's laughing gnome being mischievous and jumping around the lemon tree. But I guess he's trying to impress some woman and giving the worst advice ever on impressing. Uh, uh, sorry, maybe oppressing. Yes, oppressing. That sounds like impressing. No. <laughs> now, just so you know, kids. Showing up in a woman's bedroom in your bright green underpants is not going to make her happy and want to cuddle. I wish somebody had told me that when I was a teenager. Are you done? I'm done. I'm I'm done <laughs> okay. at the moment. Yes. I didn't know if I should start my dissertation about the song. I like it. I loved last week's song. This week, I, I like this week's song. I thought it kind of sounded like the other move songs until it hit the chorus. And then I really love the chorus when they get that little twinkly twinkly instrument playing. I don't know if it's a celeste, if that's even something that's an instrument or an Italian it woman's name. Okay. No, it, it is an instrument. It's a keyboard. So I really like that part because it, it breaks it up. And it's actually, it's a catchy chorus with a sweet little dreamy kind of sound there. 
until what happened to me this morning, where the first two lines of that chorus got stuck in my head, and it just kept looping over and over in my head, and I can't make it stop. I try and beat it out of my brain by trying to think of other songs, but it's such a catchy hook that it just keeps going, and nothing will get it out of there. And at some point, my brain starts to leave my body, and you start drifting off into some other astral plane of swirling, hellish, looping, repeating over and over again. And it just doesn't stop, and you can't get out of it. And you're just drowning deeper and deeper into this elementary two-line chorus, off into your own little unusual world that you can't get out of. That's really the only annoying part about this song that I discovered. And I love the bridge, where it again steps away from the music that's in the verses and goes into a string section which actually it kind of reminded me of the music that starts playing when the reliant shows up for the first time next to the enterprise in star trek 2. i'm picking up a happy jack vibe with this song in the rhythm section if you just sped it up a lot and I compared the two, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I can hear that this is Happy Jack much, much faster, as far as bass and drums go. Happy Jack wasn't old, but he was a man. Could I come her down by throwing stones at her? And I'm kind of wondering, because I seem to go back to this, is it just that I'm this ignorant about English pop or rock music of the 60s, where so far with the move, I'm hearing a lot of whoish in here. So I don't know if that's just my limited knowledge, or was the who really that groundbreaking that everybody copied it? The who is groundbreaking in some cases. Yeah. But they didn't get copied that much, even though I wouldn't be surprised Roy Wood was a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if the move were part of the mod scene or not. I doubt it. They were two different scenes, even though they seem to cross. I mean, I can see for Miles as a psychedelic song, where my generation is not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I know there's a lot of difference between the sounds, but I I wouldn't be surprised if he was borrowing some. Because yeah. the move is out there playing in the flowers while the Who is sitting there on their Vespa grinding their teeth <laughs> because of all the pills they just took. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying the move outright copied the Who like the Knight Riders copied the Beatles. But I'm just I'm hearing some Who influence in these move songs. I don't think it's a bad thing because I think no. it's mainly just the scene. They're just kind of a lot of it's new at the time. So they're borrowing ideas. And not just outright ripping them off, but just borrowing ideas and incorporating them, which right. may have been actually what made the move a little bit 
more popular at the time there in the UK is that they were willing not just to stick within a certain psychedelic box, yeah. but were willing to incorporate music that was really from what would be maybe a rival mm -hmm. scene. Yeah. That's the thing, though, is even if they're borrowing, though, if you hear a move song, I think you can pretty much say, yeah, that's a move song. Yeah. At least at this point. I mean, later on, towards then they got into the 70s, yeah, it was a lot more spirit or a lot of the contemporary bands at that point. Mm -hmm. But at this particular point, and yeah, the move sounds like the move. <laughs> You're not going to confuse them with any of the other groups on the scene. Well, everybody borrows something from everybody. There's nothing like totally, completely original. Somebody says, you know, I, I like what they did with that. I'm going to work that into my song in a way that sort of makes it my own. Uh, I think some of the worst dating advice I ever got from music, movies, art, poems, stories, TV shows is just keep at it. Don't give up. Oh, God. At some point, she'll realize what a wonderful find you are if you just keep going. It took a while for me to figure out, no, that's stalking. Yeah. The ladies I, don't go too. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to take that advice one time, and then I found out the girl was uh, secretly calling me Fatal Attraction. <laughs> and this wasn't even anything big or bad. Yeah. This wasn't showing up at her door in the middle of the night with roses and <laughs> or harassing her at work or anything bad. This was yeah. just the normal 80s, 90s romantic movie type. Keep at it until, mm -hmm. yeah. All she had to do was just say, you know what, it's not working out, let's cut it out. Instead of, let's wait. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't go, like you said, show up at their door at midnight or go to their work or park outside their home and then wait for them to come outside in the morning. Oh, good morning. Here's your newspaper. I've been waiting for you all night. I love you. Please forgive me, but the lady says to tell you that you are creeping her out. No, it's just, I'm sweet on you. You want it? We can go. Here, look, I put you in my comic strip. I wrote songs about you, too. Isn't this neat? It just she wasn't worth it. No, she was not. <laughs> I know. But I was told, you like her, keep at it. Eventually, yeah. she'll give in. Better advice? Usually you're going to meet whoever it is by accident. <laughs> it just happens. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. my mid-20s, I met my first girlfriend, and it was like, there was none of that crap of trying. I, she's going to like me. I'm going to find a way for her to like me. It was just, it just happened. There's, yeah. there's no effort, and it was like that with my wife, and it was like that with my last girlfriend. We just, we bonded, we meshed. Well, this is easy. There, what the hell was I wasting all my time with trying to come up with ways to make that girl or this girl like me? So back to this. Yeah, that was the worst advice I got for picking up women until I heard this song last week, and then... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I never did try whipping rocks at women or just showing up in my underwear. Maybe that was why I didn't score with the ladies until I was 27. No, it's why you're not in real jail, just <laughs> Facebook jail. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a lot of that too, why I don't have a, yeah. a criminal record or have any restraining orders on me. Got something to say about here we go round the lemon tree, then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now! Eat more fruit! Great moments in Electric Light Orchestra history! Another part of the moon's early history 
was uh, the amount of publicity that seemed to crop up at fairly regular intervals. Yeah. Uh, you were then managed by Tony Secunda. That's right. Was it Tony's idea to use uh, Harold Wilson's picture? Yes, it was. Sort of uh, doctored up as a publicity yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, at the time, it wasn't a very nice thing to be involved in. Mm -hmm. But looking back on it, I think Tony Secunda probably really had his head screwed on. Mm -hmm. uh, because, he, uh, I mean, he did get us a lot of publicity, which we couldn't have got under normal circumstances, even though, you know, to most people it m sounds a bit sick, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But we were on the front page of every paper for about a week, you know. But I'd, so I lost more money than anyone else because of writing the songs, and uh, I lost all my writing royalties and everything. Well, hello, this is Dr. Troy. Here we go round the lemon tree. Mr. Can You See Me? Oh, man. I can't get this song out of my head. It has been stuck in my head like an earworm since I heard it. And yes, I do like it. I like it very much. I love the way the tempo changes and the melody changes three times in this song. The verses, the chorus, and the middle section. And yet, it holds together as a song. And no part is better than the other. It just works seamlessly together and one of my favorite move songs so far. I love the lyrical wordplay. There's a line in one of the verses about throwing stones at the object of the protagonist's affections. And my favorite line is in the final verse when he talks about going to meet her wearing bright green underpants. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if the Beatles would have dared include a, a lyric like that or not. But yeah, I love it. And once again, I can see the building blocks of ELO in this song. And I hear those more and more each week. And I think this song would have made a good ELO cover on one of their earlier albums. I'm glad they didn't, but I think they could have pulled it off. So... It looks like next week we're going to be talking about this same song again, which I don't mind, but The Idle Race and their cover version, which was released not too long after the move. So I will talk to you next week. I've already heard The Idle Race's version, but I'll reserve my judgment until next week's show. Talk to you later. Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read and reply to it on the show. Keep up to date by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. Subscribe to our YouTube page, the Electric Light Orchestra podcast channel, to hear other goodies. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash elopod or PayPal using the podcast's email address. Or send a check or money order to P.O. Box 1932, Superior, Arizona 85173. Next week, episode negative zero seven four. Here we go around the lemon tree.